0: Good morning and welcome to Conversations with Buddy. We record these podcasts at the Rec podcast recording studio here in Kaiser, Oregon. We drop a new podcast every Friday morning with a new story that will impact someone. We hope that someone is you. Please take a moment to rate, review, subscribe, and share this podcast episode on your favorite social media platform. We want to get these messages out to the people and impact the world one testimony at a time. This morning, I'm excited and grateful to introduce my friend, brother, co-worker, Dave Holman. Welcome, Dave. Hi, buddy. Thanks for having me. Dude, it's great to have you here, man. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, you and I have been friends for, well, what, 12 years? At least, yeah. Yeah. Gone through a lot together. So, hey, let me just do a quick uh, quick introduction real quick of you, tell people who you are a little bit, and then we'll dive into some, some good questions. We're going to find out a little bit about Dave today. Okay. All right. So Dave is a dad to two sons. He's a brother to, uh, well, you had four siblings, right? Yes. Gotcha. Two sisters, two brothers. Three brothers? Three brothers, one, one sister. One sister. Got it. She was outnumbered. <laughs> <laughs> You're a mortgage guy. How long have you been doing mortgages? Uh, 23 years. Yeah. I'll just do a quick shout out. Today's my 25th uh, year of doing mortgages. Congratulations. Thank you, sir. You are a avid golfer. Is that fair to say avid? Uh, yeah, you could. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. I would say you're a water skier enthusiast, wakeboarder, water skier. Okay, yeah, wakeboarder. Yeah, it's really wakeboarder. We water ski back in the '80s and '90s. Now, yeah, yeah,
1: I'm good at that. Yeah,
0: got it. Oh, uh, you like snow skiing? You've gone to Whistler and places like that. Bachelor, you spend time in Sun River, so that's cool.
1: Yeah, lots of it. I love to go snow skiing. For sure. Yeah. I can wakeboard a little, but uh, I came back to the snow snow skis.
0: Okay. So you prefer snow skiing over yeah. water. Yeah. The okay. And then your dad was in the Navy till you were 12. I, I know you guys lived in San Diego and we'll get into that story. Then you guys moved to Oregon. So, well, let's just dive in a little bit, Dave. Let's hear a little bit about you, you know, Let's take it back to those days in San Diego because that's where life began for you. Is that, is that true?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Born in Long Beach, 1959. So that gives away my age right there. Whoa, dude. And yeah. so, you know, those that were born in the year 2000 can't not relate. But, um, so yeah, born in Long Beach, most of the time in San Diego, uh, off and on my dad again in the Navy. So we moved a lot. Mm. Um, sometimes just down the street, sometimes into another state, you know, lived in Hawaii, um, Bremerton, Washington a couple of times for like six months each. So, um, Baltimore, Maryland when I was really young. So got to go places over there that I don't really remember, but I can say I've been there. Yeah. Cause you're a little guy then.
0: Yeah. I, I think in talking with you mostly, I remember most of your stories about San Diego and Coronado and, all that, because we've been down there for uh, sales mastery through mortgages and stuff. And, right. And uh, I've got pictures of you and I and a few other guys on the beach. So tell me about what what was that like living down there? And then, you know, then how'd you get to Oregon? What would that look like?
1: You know, the um, Coronado Island was, my mom was a sun baby. Um, so, you know, some days she would come pick us up from school and take us to the beach. You know, I mean, hot, sunny San Diego. Um, so a great place to live for sure. Um, if you can. Hmm. And so, you know, Coronado Island was one of her favorite places. And so sometimes we'd think we're going to school and we'd just drive on and be at the beach all day. Swear. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Seriously. Um, most of the time it was after school, but once in a great while, if it was a super nice day, we'd go there. And, uh, so we'd run on those hot rocks in a hundred degree day with bare feet Which you couldn't even think about doing it at our age now. Well, even when I was 25, I think I had Tenderfoot going. Yeah. So, but as a kid, uh, it was great to be there with that part. Been to Disneyland, the old Disneyland. Hundred times or more. Wow. Sometimes I maybe say two hundred times or more, but you know, probably realistically, for sure, over a hundred times. And um, California Adventure, since it's been built, probably only a couple times. So, is it something you still like to do? Take your grandkids down there or anything? You know, I have not taken the grandkids there, but most of them have went. Okay. Um, so if I if I could, I would. But you know, luckily, their parents take them and do that stuff, and I think that's good for them. Yeah, you know, I do the other stuff with them, take them to the mall, and take them out on their birthday. So yeah, um, but yeah, I I wouldn't be opposed to doing that, but you know, it's it's really something that's um meant for the parents to enjoy with their kids. Totally, totally.
0: Okay, so you grew up in San Diego, went to Disneyland a lot, and then uh,
1: tell me about uh, you know, mom and dad. What what was that like? Um, you know. Mom and dad, has gone six months out of the year. Um, You know, he, um, you know, he was my dad, but not the, not the greatest dad as far as having one. He's a good provider, I guess, because we always had a place to live and food on the table, Um, you know don't drink too much milk because it was five of us so we could really zip through the food if he didn't tell us to be good and and back up a little uh, mom was pretty stern with us she kept us in line as far as I remember we didn't we never pushed the envelope with her either hmm. um, you know it um, my dad was probably a, a rough dad to have around um, you know childhood wasn't the greatest with him um, but you know as I look back on it now you know as as bad as I think it was, other people probably had worse ones. Um, so you know, I it, it's one of those things where I carried that through my life. Thinking mine was the worst ever um, for quite a bit of my life till till I had to let go, let go, let God move on. Yeah. And um, so, but yeah, mom was really stern with us, but you know, she would let us go do what we wanted. Yeah. I mean, Brother Al and I would get on our bikes and ride all the way downtown San Diego. Oh, wow. She'd never even know we were gone. I mean, you wouldn't let your children do that today, but uh, as long as you were back by five for dinner, all was good. All was good. If it funny. was If it was after and dinner was starting, ooh. <laughs> so. Yeah. No, it was, it, was, it was great for that part. And, um, you know, dad was only home six months out of the year. So, we, realistically, we only had to endure that portion of him. For that six months. Yeah. You know, so I know you, I've heard stories about uh, like the 5 a.m. story. Oh, yeah. yeah t- 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 <laughs> tell me about that. Man. I want to I hear about that. You would remember that part uh, all of my life, man. Oh, man. If my dad was coming down the hall, because he was in the Navy, so I got up early and um, at 5 a.m., he was coming down the hall. And if you weren't awake or at least sitting up or, or something, he, he'd, he'd toss you out of bed. You were getting up. Yeah. You know, even though you didn't have to be to school till whatever time. You know, um, so yeah, that stuck in my head forever. Um, till I was 45, I, I, I probably set my alarm, but I remember hardly ever having to because I mean. I mean, I could party till one in the morning and by God, at five o'clock, it was just stuck. I'd wake up. Um, Dad's coming. maybe a little, yeah. <laughs> how old were you when he started that whole routine? Uh, I, I'm. Like, uh, I remember as soon as I could start remembering, it was that routine. Yeah. So, like well, you were five years old, maybe six, seven. Yeah. 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 Six, seven, you know, uh, a lot of school time because I remember, God, I don't have to be to school for whatever. And, yeah. um, but yet here you were up and Adam. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess it helped later on in life because I was a up and Adam person. Yeah. You know, I'm, um, I i did not do that to my kid. Full disclosure here is I, I didn't want to do that to my kid. Um, because uh, you know, I wanted to, them to get up a little bit later with a little bit better rested. Yeah, yeah, made
0: their day a lot better. You you changed the trajectory of what your dad did for you, and yeah, changed that. That's good. All right, so you so you
1: leave California at some point in time. Was the you came to Oregon? where you, you come to Salem? No, actually, my dad retired um, in 1972. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I remember right right about then and I, I remember the big to-do for his retirement and all that and uh, probably first time I ever seen my dad uh, shed a tear and um, but no we moved to Coos Bay of all places because he had a friend that lived there and um, I mean first class Gunners mate on you know some pretty powerful ships mm. for 20 years and yet he leaves and gets a job at a gas station as a mechanic. Wow. And uh, in in uh, Coos Bay or North Bend actually, and we lived in North Bay for just about a couple years. Yeah, and then um, he got a job at Turner Elementary School as the head janitor. Wow! So in 1974, moved to Turner, Oregon, started going to Cascade in my uh, ninth grade. Got it. Okay, that's a, a so been in pretty much Salem area ever since. Yeah.
0: Okay so after high school you go to college you get married what's that look like
1: Um you know I I, I fell into a, uh fell into a little bit of the party stage you know I was still working uh I, I worked I pro- pretty much worked all of my life um I had some spots there where I didn't want to work cuz I was having too much fun <laughs> but uh yeah met somebody went to you went to U, Corvallis actually with with her and then she went started going to U of O and I thought I'm gonna go there, and so I signed up, started going there, and then of course my um, uh, my grant money or whatever uh, uh, the the I got a student loan, and then uh, but they called me in the office and said, hey, your dad filed you on his taxes, so you can't you got to pay back that loan. I wasn't there very long either; it was like crazy, but it was really cool because when I was there, it was during football season. So I kind of fell in love with the Ducks. And, um, you know, I'm no alumni by any means, but kind uh, of are a little bit. But, it, you know, it's it stuck in my heart and, you know, been to plenty of games and went down, you know, took yeah. motorhome down for yeah. the fun weekend football games. And you, know. you, guys, you guys did some partying down there too, if I remember <laughs> right. <laughs> some severe partying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Our good friend, you know, I used to go down with him and, and a few others and we'd set up thursday night for the saturday game wow you get early so So, you know um we we were having a lot of fun for several days and we didn't come home till sunday anyway yeah so um not every time you know sometimes we drive down friday night and stay till sunday but and you do that for years too didn't? oh yeah yeah it was probably five six seven years yeah and what uh, was your drink of choice oh uh jack daniels was yeah i'd drink seven sevens but uh you know had to take a few half gallons of Jack Daniels with me to make sure I didn't run out. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So we had a lot of fun. Um, yeah, yeah. It really catapulted my drinking career. So um, had to finally give that up. You know. So, but you after
0: after that college, you get married. Uh, how long were you married?
1: Um, I was married for about six years. Yeah. Um, I worked at Black Angus and met my wife there, and we got married, had a couple kids, and um, you know, my drinking was uh, uh, excessive, and um, so, you know, I wasn't a wife beater or anything crazy like that. I wasn't a verbal abuser, I don't think, but, you know, uh, not, you know, being an absent husband out, you know, partying, doing whatever I wanted was, you know... Not a good recipe for a marriage. So Apparently that was a problem. Yeah. I suggest nobody try that. You know <laughs> that's not the mode for yeah. having a happy relationship. Yeah.
0: Okay. So how old were you at this a this stage in the game?
1: You know, at that
0: point, um, I mean I was just twenty two when I got married. Okay, and you are married for six years, so twenty eight ish, you're divorced now and yeah, well, you're drinking you're still drinking.
1: Before before I got married? I about a year before I'm like oh, all my friends were married had kids, you know toys laying everywhere stuff dogs and I'm like man I'm never getting married and by one year later I'm married and starting to have kids so funny how that works <laughs> but uh, yeah to, to to answer what you said um, yeah about 28 I was getting a divorce uh, uh, with another lady at that time and um, you know I, again she had two girls the same age as my boys, so mm. we kind of had the small Brady Bunch thing yeah, going yeah, yeah, for a couple of years, almost three years, yeah. but um, again, my drinking had kept going, had escalated, and um, so I was really good at ruining about every relationship I ever had in my life, huh. you know, except for my immediate family members. Yeah. So, I wasn't a violent person, um, I didn't cause a lot of mayhem, but- Uh, I couldn't have a relationship, you know, anybody that feelings and emotions were, were not a forte of the Holman house. Um, My dad never showed feelings and emotions. My mom wasn't a super feelings and emotion person. Hmm. Um, So we didn't grow with those. And I think I didn't have them. And that's probably a, a crutch for all my failed relationships. So,
0: And, and it, and here's the deal: You and I met probably 12 years ago. I knew of you, but I know the latter Dave. So we're talking about the former Dave, right? And so yeah, you and yeah. I have been friends for 12 years. We've golfed together for, gosh, seven years. We golf what during the warmer. We're not going in the in the cold months, but no. in the warmer months from April to October, November. We're we're golfing typically every every Wednesday. Every
1: Wednesday. Um now, I know we talked about it the first year and then we implemented it the second year. We've been on it every year since. I mean, as yeah. soon as the weather breaks enough to where we can say every Wednesday we're going to go, we've been doing it and I've got the pictures to prove but it. Yeah,
0: Dave's got seven years worth of pictures of our group. <laughs> Pretty funny, but...
1: Yeah. When did...
0: Okay, you went through the divorce, you're still drinking. When did that finally change for you? What, what caused
1: a change? Like, something's got to change. What was that? You know, I... I, I guess I'll say first that, um, you know, I was drinking and partying and, um, I really enjoyed it. You know, I didn't have a relationship, so I didn't have to be accountable, uh, other than having the kids. I mean, my wife left and left me, left a drunk with the kids, uh, of all crazy things. Wow. Um, I, not that I blame her too much for wanting to get away from me, but, you know, exposing your kids to that life. Um, but I worked hard, provided for them, um. My brother and I kind of got closer then, and we, he, you know, he was a, a good liaison for me too, mm-hmm. but I was still drinking, and, you know, we did a lot of fun stuff when those kids were growing up, Yeah, and, um, but, you know, I got, I had, you know, quite a few years where I was going, oh, man, I got to quit smoking and drinking. I mean, I only smoked when I drank, I only drank when I smoked, <laughs> if that makes sense to some people that hear this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, in... in um, 2005, I um, had a heart attack, ended up in the hospital, uh, had to have heart bypass, um, and that was my golden opportunity to quit drinking, have not drank or smoked since. No kidding. And, um, well, yeah, I mean, I didn't have to worry about the um, pain of – not drinking or smoking. You know, I didn't have any urge because I was recovering from chest pain. Mm. So the six months of that kind of took over for the um, uh, the mental pain of not drinking. And um, so uh, recovered from both of those things, you know, got into a program. So to assure myself to never smoke or drink again, um, guaranteed no drinking. But like I said, I only smoked when I drank. So, um, but... Still when people are smoking and the smoke will breeze by my nose mm-hmm. once in a blue moon you know I've been in sobriety now for 17 years yeah. so I've had a long time to fix my inner my inner mental state my emotions you know mm-hmm. I've discovered I do have feelings and and huh, weird. and emotions and um, you know Thanks to the program and uh, 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 some mentoring, you know, I was able to bring those to the surface and discover I have some, Yeah, how to deal with them, how to, uh, you know, get rid of the resentments I had to, um, uh, you know, I had a big resentments to my dad uh, for the way our childhood went. But like I said, you know, other people probably had worse. Oh, yeah. So now that I look back on it, uh, it could have been worse, but... Uh, to this day, um, you know, still working on me, myself and I, to you know, make sure I try to become the best person I can possibly be. Because honestly, I spent a lot of time making myself the worst person I mm-hmm. could possibly be. Yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, now that I see what it was, you know, what it was, what I was, and what I had become, w- was not a great guy. And so now, you know, seventeen years later, here I'm in a podcast with Buddy Puckett talking about my story, and yeah. you know, the person I'm enjoying being today is um, is a is a blessing for sure, especially yeah. for the people around me.
0: <laughs> well, was, okay, so you get into a program and to be to stay sober, but you also become a mentor during that period of time too, and, you, and you're still mentoring people
1: today. What's oh. that look like? Um, you know, that's probably the biggest growth piece in my life yeah. is to be able to help others improve theirs. Yeah. I know somebody, you know, gave to me what they, you know, freely what they had. Um, and it's it's said to give freely to others. Um, you know, giving back is everything. Mm. You know, people say it. Some people do it monetarily. Some people do it physically. Some people do it mentally. You know, all of these things that we try to give back to, you know, mentoring other men, um, you know, of any age, you know, we don't um in sobriety we don't, you know, we don't get to choose their age. If if they right. if they want to get sober, we work with them on becoming the best person they can be, um without getting inebriated. Drugs, yep. alcohol, all of those things, you know, relationships. Yeah. Um I mean, I don't do a lot of I don't work on people's relationships as much, hmm. but you know, it's pretty easy to say hey what if it looked like this oh
0: painting a picture of what it could look like
1: yeah i mean i mean you've done that to me for a couple times too and i I always appreciate that Mm. value of how you present things that what if it looked like this you know how about how about if you said it like that you Mm. know those those things mean a lot and it too it really helps i've learned the the ability to pause when agitated Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. um i got to. Me especially, I got to watch my language. My parents were foul mouthed and big smokers, so
0: <laughs> you know, uh, cussing goes with smoking, and smoking goes with cussing.
1: Oh my gosh! You know, the house was always clean, but uh, I mean, I regress back. But uh, you know, that giant ashtray you might see on like Perry Mason or yeah. some some movie where they've been smoking. I grew up t- in that house. I know exactly it was. Yeah, how yeah. Like. and you know it. Um, the, those pieces that we don't we don't do in in today's world is. Um, uh, we, we clean that up, so we don't have to carry that around.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, so about, what, five, six, seven, eight, nine years ago, you had another uh, health issue come up, too. What was that?
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, luckily, you were in my life then, too, because you helped me out so much with that. But, yeah, I got that uh, HPV virus in my in my tonsil. I had a giant tumor in my tonsil in 2012, and... um. So I had a couple years of cancer where they had to cut that out, mm-hmm. radiation, you know, chemo radiation and, um, you know, nothing to this day. So, um, you know, it was two years off of work, which, uh, you know, I say again, you were a blessing in my life to help me, you know, keep my business somewhat afloat so that when I came back, yeah. I had a little something to come back to. And, um, um you no, know, those were. Those were those health issues were probably calming pieces to my life, uh, because I, I really got a chance to you know be alone, realize life is precious, you yeah. know, love love the ones around me, and realize how how important it is, and you know that it could end any time. Yeah. Um, whereas I lived most of my life thinking, oh, I'll never be, live to be twenty five. Oh, I'll never live to be as old as that guy forty. <laughs> now you're, how old are you right now? Well, now I'm 63.
0: 63. Yeah, 63. And what you said, you came in this morning, you played basketball last night for what, two hours? Two hours, yeah. Yeah, what? I don't know 63-year-old guys that do that. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. <I'll> so whatever <laughs> happened in your past life doesn't mean that's the future. You that's can right. change things. You can <laughs> stop smoking, stop drinking, get in shape, create better relationships. Uh, one thing about you too, Dave, is I know... Every
1: night, in fact, you can talk about it, but what do you do every night before you go to bed? Oh, wow. You know, um, I, I guess I'll tell that start because it just takes a couple minutes that, yeah. you know, um, my mentor told me a, a way back when is, you know, every night I want you to write down at least two or three uh, uh, gratitude, make a gratitude list of at least two or three items. Mm. I'm like, okay. So I started doing it. It was kind of, you know, Kind of scratchy, you know, oh, yeah, you know, grateful to be alive, grateful for, you know, the few things. And then it really expanded um uh to where, you know, meaning I started writing down meaningful things hmm. instead of just, hey, you know, I, I got food tonight, you know, we went and had pizza, whatever. Um, but uh I went I went to Washington to visit relatives, was in this very cheap room. Uh, I just thought, oh, I'm only going to be there – I won't even be in the room for very long, you know. So I just took the cheap uh, – no pad of paper and mm-hmm. no pencil. And, of course, I didn't take one with me not thinking about it. So I pulled my phone up, sent myself an email um, with like five uh, – I believe it was five uh, – things of gratitude on there yeah. well gosh you know so i got to do that you know, it was like 11 o'clock at night well guess what i saw the first thing in the morning because you know, i'm in the mortgage business of course so you know you open up your email you see all these uh other podcasts that i watch in the morning and these uh mentoring people um and so the first thing i see is my gratitude list again i went "Ooh, it really clicked so I, i've been doing that ever since every night for so, how, how many years Uh, let's see, that would have been, um, 2013, I think I started that. So for nine, 14, 10,
0: 10 years, maybe
1: 2014. Okay. nine ten 10 years. Yeah. I mean, I was doing the written part for a while and I would miss some, you know, if I was somewhere and I got busy, but I was fairly diligent. Yeah. But once I clicked the email thing and started doing it that way, I've been diligent with it ever since. Wow. It means a lot. Um, I share that with my sponsees. Yep. On uh, because I think it's a huge piece to have gratitude. Yeah. You know, we um, you speak of it a lot. Um, I think of it a lot, and and I I speak of it a lot nowadays. That how important it is to have gratitude. And I get to share those things with my grandkids too, because uh, most all of my grandkids have never seen uh, Dave Holman drunk. Yeah. You know, praise God, man. They don't know. They don't, They don't know what that looks like. So, Mm -hmm. you know, the blessing is I get to share my today's life with them and, um, you know, maybe be some form of a mentorship to them as as they grow up. And So I I spend a lot of time with them. But, you know, they go on my gratitude list a lot. Yeah. And um, I I do a lot with the grandkids. I mean, one's going to turn 21 this year. My oldest one's going to turn 21 this year. And um, that kid's been boating with me since he was— you know, a little little tight. You know, first thing he, first time he got on the boat, I bet he wasn't even two. Wow. You know, wearing his SpongeBob Uh Are you? Uh, vest. Uh, are you
0: Grandpa Papa Dave or Grandpa Dave?
1: Uh, you know, Papa Dave for most. Yeah. Um, I think the oldest one calls me Grandpa.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's a pretty cool relationship that what you have with them. Yeah. And you couldn't have done that. If you were still drinking and smoking,
1: no way. Yeah. I mean, I firmly, be- I firmly believe that, you know, my tension would have been elsewhere. Yeah. You know, because, um, you no. Know, w- when you drink, you know, for, you know, you mold your drinking around your life until it accelerates into where you mold your life around your drinking. Yeah. And um, that's when I kind of knew that. When, I don't know when it did it, but when I, identified it, that that was happening to me, that's when I was going, man, gotta quit drinking and smoking. I gotta quit drinking. Mm. You know, I said it to myself a lot of times and then finally, you know, God did for me what I couldn't do for myself Ooh. and that was that was throwing me in the hospital with heart bypass and... That'll wake you right up. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I had the want and desire to quit, um but I didn't have the capacity. So God did for me what
0: I couldn't do for myself. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, how yeah. often... Does pain come in our life, and we're like, "Oh, maybe we're frustrated," but that's exactly the medication we needed right. to make
1: the change. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, my golf game is that piece. Yeah, you know. I mean, I'm humbled to. Anybody needs any humbling? Yeah. just take up golf. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> just call Dave and take take Dave out golfing, and it'll it's it is funny. It's, it's
1: Golf is very humbling. You and I know that. We do. Yeah, we do. We do. But uh, it's it's. yeah. It's been a great life, you know, not, not to say that only the last 17 years have been, uh, stellar, but it's been, yeah. it's been quite the journey. Um, especially, you know, I, part of my gratitude list always is d- the ability to be able to have changed my life, uh, for this, uh, new adventure and, you know, to be available for others. Yeah. Yeah. You know, As you said, I mentor a lot of. I've mentored a lot of people into a great what I what looks like a, a better life. Maybe not Guaranteed. always great, yeah. But definitely Guaranteed. a better life. You know, be able to handle life on life's terms. Yeah. Isn't isn't easy for everybody. Yeah. And um, you know, it doesn't matter if you you're in sobriety or not, the world doesn't the world doesn't stop coming at you. Right. You know, but when you're drinking, you can drink it away for a day or two. Yeah. So while you're, you, you keep showing up,
0: Dave, you're showing up, uh, I think that's why I like hanging around with you because you do have a, a grateful heart. You do have a good attitude. You do want to have fun. You know, life is difficult. And, uh, it's, it's, it's funny that, you know, our saying on the golf courses, uh, frustration is unmet expectations or something like that. Right.
1: Yeah. Anger uh, is from a, anger comes from a failed expectation. Yeah. And golf will bring it out of you, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you know, uh, another thing to mention on here, you know, some of the greatest things I, I've, I've, I've enjoyed a lot, you know, being around with you, being around in the mortgage business has freed me up, uh, to give me some of that extra time to spend with those kids. Cause you know, their birthdays aren't always on Saturday. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I can get my work done and then I can make arrangements to go have Papa Dave day yeah. with those kids and, um, you know in our business we have you know parking lot barbecues um you know some of the people have probably seen pictures i know i post them every time yeah and um so we really enjoy we really enjoy the group setting and to be you know team builders character builders um you know attitude builders you know because yeah. attitude of gratitude is what people should have every day
0: yeah amen yeah that's good. Well, we're getting ready to wrap up here. Uh, there's a lot of wisdom here. If somebody, you know, a, a couple of actually, what is one thing that maybe we didn't cover that you want to talk about? And then how would somebody get in touch with you? So what's one takeaway or what something maybe you want to share that you
1: haven't shared yet? Um, oh my gosh. You know, there is, there, is, there is so much, but I really think that if, if people can learn um, one basic element of, you know, pause when agitated, the world isn't going to stop coming at us. We already know what it is in the world. And so I think that it's our, it's our um, diligent duty to you know, be good to others, be available for others, help others when you can. Um, It doesn't have to be monetarily, you know what I mean? Things we say to people, the way we treat people. I know that for me, I try to share the ability for somebody to be a a better person. Um, You know, I I know I'm in a relationship now. I feel like uh, I've learned a lot and the ability to be in a relationship and be clear and present Mm. and available um, is something really uh, still kind of new for me, uh, yeah. even at my age because you were single for what? Oh man, 30, for, uh, 30 years. Kind of yeah. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And on and off relationships, but I always ruined them. Yeah. I always ruined them because of you know uh, my demeanor, yeah, know, my yeah. attitude. you know yeah. I, I didn't have feelings and emotions to be able to share that with with yeah. somebody else. So you know, love the ones love your family, you know, keep them close, um, be good to them. Um, these things that I've learned and I try to implement in my life, I think that is important for other people.
0: Hmm. So. yeah. Well, and I think we should probably get on the schedule, uh, Sun River, uh, wasn't the last summer, summer before, I guess it's been a couple summers now. That was fun. Went over to the Sun River and went golfing for what two or three days. Yeah. Yeah. Played so. a,
1: a couple of different courses over there. There's some new ones that we need to get over and, and play. I, yeah. I, I agree. It's, um, I got to get back to my fly fishing too. I've gotten away from it for so long, but um, I'm not really a big fisherman. I'm more of a catcherman. <laughs> so, yeah, if you're not, you know, <laughs> if, you're not catching, you, you're not, <laughs> if you catching, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, I love the solitude of, of being able to fly fish for you know just a, a couple hours. Yeah, I'm not really a solitude guy. Yeah, um, yeah. I need my I need my quiet time, um, for sure. Um, uh, to keep me right sized and and my mind clear and in 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 the present, um, and to make sure that you know I, I learn to not carry any resentments. Yeah. Um, you know, resentments don't have to always be gigantic. You know, right. the little the little ones can fester into oh, big yeah. ones. Oh yeah, little, little so, sliver can still fester. So I gotta I gotta definitely make sure that I have my my time, um, especially after work. Yeah. You know. Uh, not that I'm super wound up about work, but you know, in being engrossed in it, I know that when I, when I'm done for the day, I need my my few minutes to just let it go, unwind it all. Yeah, yeah, because I can be thinking about you know numbers and programs and all of those things, you know, or or thinking, ooh, I wish I, I should have done that. Oh, I still need to do this, and so yeah. you know, having that few minutes to be able to unwind, disconnect is what I call it. You know, mm. I I just need that time to disconnect and then I'm I'm uh then I can carry on with the, you know, yeah. m- the rest of my personal part of the day. Right. It's hard to disconnect these days, but So
0: Dave, uh yeah, it was a great conversation. A lot of it I knew, I always pick up some new things. Uh so that's cool. Uh how would somebody get a hold of? It? They want to reach out to you. I don't know, they need a mortgage, they want to talk about being sober, uh golf. <laughs> whatever, man. How'd somebody get hold of you?
1: Well, you know, a lot of people have my email address, dave.holman at P-A-C-R-E-S mortgage.com. That's my email. Yeah. And I, I don't mind uh, anybody sending me anything. My cell phone is 503-932-5209. And yeah, for, for all of those things, you know, I, I mean, I, I love to do mortgages. I mean, I'm glad I get paid for it, but You know, if I was independently wealthy, I would still, I would do it for free. Yeah. You love helping people. I just love to help people. There's nothing like that. Mm. You know, the, you see the smiles on their face, but you know, that smile goes all the way to the back of their heels. You know, it's, it's the, it's the greatest thing of all. I guess after you buy your fifth one, it's kind of routine, but you know, that first one or two is still pretty precious. So I I love doing that part and golf, you know, I mean, I play golf with a, I know we play on Wednesday nights. It's only nine holes, but it's a great, it's a great time to disconnect and, yeah. and be with friends. And and I I, I do play a, a few other days of the week. You know, I have other friends that you yeah. know have taken it up and yeah. get a passion for it. And um, so it's awesome. Yeah, yeah anytime. Yeah, people can call me. The mentorship is always available. I mean, we do a thing where we're on a you you volunteer. It's a voluntary, of course, and it's free. You know, we do these men's lists. So when somebody new comes to the program, we say, hey, you can see they're jonesing. You know what I mean? They're hurting their mm-hmm. something or other. Or, you know, even if the court has a, uh, sent them there. Um, I know my first time, the court sent me to anger management. I was so mad I could have strangled them. Yeah. So, you know, I didn't get anything from that. It was when I volunteered uh, for my later years of anger management that I actually Im- got something from it implemented it you know I haven't bashed up stuff in the garage in so long I can't even hardly remember what I did the last time yeah but um but it, you know full disclosure that was there and you know you just deal with those things so um it's uh it you know it's when it, when you volunteer and, and you're willing uh, to get into sobriety it's it's a willingness is key. Mm. Yeah. yeah, cool.
0: Well, Dave, thanks for sharing your heart. Uh, thanks to the Rec podcast. Uh, Camden here, uh, making this all sound good. So we appreciate you, appreciate you listening. If you know of anybody that would love to be a part of our show, please reach out. We'd love to connect with them and, and hopefully get their uh, story on the air as well. Uh, until next week, thank you so much, and we'll we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate the time. Thanks, Dan.